0: Hi Larry, started off with um, just the uh, what's going on this weekend with Memorial Weekend, and because I actually want to connect this to as I was doing yard work, and um, my wife tells me when I need therapy to to go do yard work because I come back a different man. but uh, I just had some, the Lord gave me some connections of how we can talk about this hope that we're talking about, but connected to remembrance, which is what this weekend is and part of is just remembering those who sacrificed and served and, and um, you know gave us some of the freedoms that we have here Uh-oh. in the earthly sense. So, um, <clears throat> so I'm gonna start off, my wife and I are gonna kind of go back and forth with some scriptures to read. And these are all on hope. Uh, And then from there, we're just going to delve into um, how we can kind of get off track with hope. Um, And then, like I said, I was going to have each of you share something connected to hope, which is also connected to this weekend, which is remembrance, because when we can be um, remembering the ways that the Lord has come through for us, whether it was last week or 30 years ago, um, that helps us to hold on to our hope because we can remember that situation, how how dark and dim it was, how you know, it, 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 almost the opposite, um, the hopelessness that was there, but he brought us through. And the more that we can remember those things from yesteryear, we can then apply that to um, our situations now or a situation that may come down the road to say, you know what? you know, 10 years ago, um, it seemed really dim and hopeless, but the Lord came through. Therefore I'm going to trust that he's going to come through in this situation too, even though I don't see how the end's going to come. Um, so again, this is all the ways that we can kind of shepherd our hope because it does, it doesn't just happen. It, It actually takes effort on our part, um, to connect with him, um, and to do that. There, there's certain roles. He, he does what he does, but there's a, a responsibility and a role on our part uh, for that to happen. So anyway, the um, the first one I want to read is actually one of my favorite verses. Uh, it's from the book of Hebrews. Uh, it's Hebrews chapter six, verse 19, uh, a, a verse that you, you all know <clears throat> excuse me, quite well. And it says, we have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. So um, hope is what anchors us. So if you think about an anchor, uh, that's needed for a, a ship or a boat. And sometimes the waters are calm uh, out in the ocean, but sometimes the, the waters are choppy and tumultuous. But when that anchor is set, that ship doesn't move very much at all. Uh, but without an anchor, that ship's going to get tossed um, here and there. Um, so I just want to start off with that. I'm going to turn to my wife. We're going to read probably about I think maybe six or seven verses just to give you this foundation uh, to hear these biblical um, accounts of what hope is or what it looks like. But so she's going to read next from Isaiah 40, verse 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Very good. So, again, just what we are uh, promised is the strength that we're going to get and that we're not going to be faint and sort of lose heart, which is, I think, what the enemy wants to do is to get us to kind of lose heart and and give in. Um, I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians 13. I think two weeks ago, Larry did uh, uh, a sermon on uh, the love chapter, but it it closes with, and again, you guys know these verses, but uh, chapter 13, verse 13. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love, and it is because love is the most powerful force in the world. Um, But I believe that hope is the connector to love or to faith or to your belief. Um, If you're in a place of hopelessness or despair, um, uh, just discouragement, Um, it's hard then to love, whether you're giving it or receiving it. It's hard to hold on to your faith. Um, It's hard to hold on to your belief. So hope plays a really huge critical role in category. Um, So I'm going to have my wife now read Romans 8, verses 20 and 21. Right. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. And I like those two verses, um, because what it's saying is that because of what took place at the fall in Genesis 3, that creation is actually waiting for its day of redemption. It's actually hoping. It's hoping for that moment when Jesus returns, because as beautiful as it is right now in the spring with things blooming and trees turning green and full of leaves and the lawns are green and again just sunrises, sunsets, um, rainbows, mountains, canyons, the Death ba- uh, not Death Valley, oh, gosh I'm gonna think of the wrong, but anyway, um, Grand Canyon, uh, just beautiful things in the world. Like it's actually as beautiful as it is, it's not what it was intended to be yet. It's actually more uh, beautiful, more intoxicating, more captivating. So if creation is just eagerly anticipating its day of redemption and hoping for that, then we should be as well. And if we go through uh, a a series of days or hopes of days where we're not, um, it kind of shows where we've kind of gotten off the rails because creation, I think, on a daily basis is waiting to be um, restored to what it was supposed to be. So I just found that very interesting that even creation itself is waiting for the day of, you know what, I'm not quite yet what I'm supposed to be. I I was a certain something way back when. Um, I'm not there anymore, but I know that I'm gonna be back to what I was originally designed and created to be and look like. And so um, it's just, I just find that uh, encouraging Um, and, and that we should follow suit in that because we're not quite yet what we were. Originally intended to be, um, so uh, we need to have hope in that and, and, and hope for the second coming and hope in the renewal of all things. That that's our great promise that we need to cling to, especially during these times. Um, oh, so that'd be my turn. Um, so Romans 15, I'm actually going to re- read two real quick, um, and I love these two verses. Actually, with my men's group that I lead, we've actually um, kind of touched on this verse and kind of hung on to it for a couple weeks. But Romans 15:13 reads. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So our 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 hope is powered by the Holy Spirit, number one. But number two, just pause and think for a second. Like we're not meant to just hope partially. Um, we're not even just meant to hope to a full extent. It actually says overflow, which means if I've got a measuring cup, and it's one cup, it's actually going to be the hope that we could have is actually more than one cup to where it's just spilling over the edges. Um, So that just gives me great encouragement that, again, at any given point in time, regardless of what my external circumstances are, I can be filled with joy, I can be filled with peace, I can be filled with trust, and I can be filled with hope. And it shouldn't be contingent on what my external circumstances are. Um, If I am rooted and grounded in his love, then I can have that when things are smooth and great and wonderful, or I can still have that even when I'm in those uh, challenging moments. So to me, that's a really powerful verse. And I'm really trying to encourage myself and and the brothers at my church um, to really rest in that verse and to pursue that verse. Um, and, and one still in Romans, a couple of uh, chapters earlier in chapter 12, verse 12, it's, it's a real short verse. Again, you guys know this. It's be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. So again, just the aspect of hope that we can be joyful in hope, um, not somewhat discouraged in hope or kind of that hope where it's just wishing for hope, like I'm crossing my fingers like I hope today is good, um, but the aspect of I can shepherd my hope uh, and it could be strong and I'm joyful because I know that what I'm hoping for one day is going to come true. And so um, I think that's where we need to be resting in that is that the strength and the power and the might of what the Holy Spirit brings uh, regarding our hope. Um, so the last one I'm going to have my wife read is First Thessalonians Chapter 1 verse 3 again a kind of a short verse but a powerful one as well. We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith your labor prompted by love and your endurance inspired by
1: in our Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Okay, I'm going to try to grab that one myself real quick and see if I Okay, so just to kind of tag on that um realize that again this is it, life is not a sprint. Um, it, it's it's a marathon, basically. And, and this verse is saying that what fuels our endurance from the day that we're born to the day he takes us home, what fuels that is hope, that we are inspired by hope of what are promised. And there's a lot more to that verse. Um, obviously, our labor is prompted by love. Uh, that should be our motivator and our foundation, obviously. And there's other things to kind of extract from that verse. But for the sake of time, I'll just kind of move on. But just realizing that what is going to help us um, stay on the path that we are and run the race that we're running is the fact that hope is inspiring us. Um, and I think it's in in Matthew, maybe 24. I, I might have the wrong reference. But when when Jesus is talking about the end times, he's referring to when all these things come about that he says that the love of many will grow cold. And um, and he's speaking to Christians there, by the way, believers and followers. And to me, if I think of that verse and the one we just read is, again, because this is such a marathon endurance race, that if the love of someone has grown cold is that they've lost their inspiration of hope, meaning their eyes have been moved from what it is that is the foundation of their hope, To something else, maybe something earthly and worldly and put their hopes pinned on something happening, a political situation or who knows what, and it didn't come through and then therefore they're downtrodden and and discouraged. So hope is a huge thing and um, I guess while I'm on it, I'm kind of navigating through a few thoughts here real quick. One of my favorite movies is a Shawshank Redemption. Um, I don't know if many of you have seen that or not or if you've seen it in a long time and obviously there's some things in that movie that might not be uh, wholesome, if you will, but <clears throat> when you extract from that movie what it's about, about hope and overcoming, uh, towards the end of the movie when, I don't remember, uh, Timothy, Tim Robbins, maybe, he's, he's the character that plays Andy Dufresne, and he ends up tunneling out of the prison, and he gets to freedom, and he goes down to Texas, and he writes a letter to the Morgan Freeman character named Red, and he, within the letter, he says, hope is a good thing maybe the best of things and no good thing ever dies. And that's so true. Like even in Christian uh, circles, we actually hear and sometimes use the phrase um, uh, all good things come to an end. Well, that's not true. All good things don't come to an end. Like when we are believers, good things don't end. We just move on or transition to the next step of life or the next phase of life. Or if we've lost something or someone, we know that we will see them again. They're not lost. They're just somewhere else, and we know that we will see them again. So hope is a good thing. Hope is what fueled Andy in that movie to not uh, be discouraged and downtrodden. Um, every, Nearly every guy in that prison in that movie was just a shell of himself because they had lost hope. But Andy didn't, and he came into that situation, and he – infused hope into the other guys uh, and it made a difference and so hope is such a powerful thing and it allows you to move into loving well and believing well and affirming your faith um, inspiring others encouraging others so um, again this is why I really wanted to tackle the, the idea of how we shepherd our hope um, because a guy like Andy Dufresne in that movie um, he shepherded his hope and that's why he was able to hold steadfast where the other guys didn't shepherd their hope and they were downtrodden and uh, just a shell of themselves. So um, not so much a question for anybody to answer here, but uh, something to kind of ponder through the rest of the day is where is your hope placed right now? Um, is it placed in things eternal? Is it placed in things here on earth? Um, and we'll, t- we'll I'm going to address a few things to kind of give you guys some categories to think on and maybe research um, from here forward, but uh, it's a good question to ask ourselves maybe daily or at least once a week is, where's my hope placed right now? Um, And and the definition of hope, I know it sounds basic, but I wanted to look this up. And the definition of hope is that you're desiring something with confident expectation of its fulfillment. Um, And that just tells you how powerful hope is, is that you have that confident expectation uh, that it's going to come through. Um, so, um, I guess the questions we can get to is then how do we arrive opposite of hope? How do we land in being hopeless or discouraged or depressed or dejected or pessimistic or disappointment or disappointed? How how do we land there? What's going on? So I'm going to give you guys, um, a couple of categories of hopes and, uh, it might be a good homework assignment for you to unedited, just jot down things you're hopeful for. Maybe it's your health, maybe it's something with your spouse, maybe something with your kids, maybe something with the country, anything, even restaurants opening up that you like to go to. And then say, okay, Lord, here's here's the hopes that I have, Where, what category should I place these in? Because um, as I'll get to here in a moment, sometimes what we do is we take some real basic low level hopes, like I hope it doesn't rain today, but we make it more uh, significant and important than it is. And when it rains and our plans are canceled, like we're just really beside ourselves. And you can see we put our hopes in the wrong category. So first of all, our first and only hope, if you will, or our primary hope um, for us being believers is in the renewal of all things. Um, That should be the answer to our wildest dreams. Um, Our wildest dreams aren't that... Hey, the Indians can play their season this year, or um, my wildest dream is I can't wait to get back to the movie theaters. Those are good things. There's nothing wrong with that, but that should not be our first hope. But our first hope is the renewal of all things and the return of our Lord. Um, And I shared with my wife maybe a year and a half, two years ago, just my desire to understand the Greek um, because their language is much more diverse than ours. Um, For example, um, you, you all probably know that we here in our English language have the word love and we can say, well, I love the Lord and I love my spouse, but then we'll also say, I love chocolate chip cookies, but they're not Mm -hmm. the same thing. They don't mean the same thing, but in the Greek language, they have like five different words for love. Um, So we've kind of watered down and it kind of dilutes the meaning of things. So I looked up what the translation meant of the renewal of all things. And in the Greek it's palingenesia. And when you break up those two words, paling means again, and Genesea means beginning. So basically, what scripture is saying in the various parts when they talk about the renewal of all things is that you and I and everybody that's a believer, <clears throat> everybody we're gonna have the beginning again. And so that just to me fills me with so much hope to know what Adam and Eve encountered. Um, you know, go back and read Genesis 1 and 2. I think a lot of times we pick up the Christian journey and story in Genesis 3 with the fall of man, and we do need a Savior, absolutely. But when you read Genesis 1 and 2, you get the intention of what God had when he created the world, created the animal kingdom, created mankind, before it went south. Um, so, so read that again and maybe pray into that and ask the Lord, what, what are you trying to show me here with what you intended or who I am or what creation is supposed to be? Um, but basically when, again, the renewal of all things means that we're going to get the beginning again. So again, scripture says that he, he doesn't create new things. He just makes all things that were created, he makes them new again. So we will get the beginning again, and I so look forward to what will it be like to walk up to a 600-pound lion and pet him and not be afraid of being devoured? Um, or, you know, to sit with the Lord and just watch how he makes the sun in a given day. I mean, just, I could get lost in dreaming in that, of what it is that would be at our fingertips. So anyway, um, so the three different kinds of hopes. I don't know if you guys have any paper or anything to jot these down, but, um, and I can maybe post this on my Facebook page or something, but the first kind of hope is just a casual hope. Kind of garden variety, daily things like I hope it doesn't rain, I hope I can get my car back tomorrow, Um, just those types of things, just, you know, run-of-the-mill kind of stuff. Those are just casual hopes. Um, Next category are precious hopes. Um, these are more like health concerns. I hope the CT scan turns out well. I hope, you know, God hears my prayer cause this is a really big deal of what's going on. Um, these are ones that are more tied to your heart and, and deep to your heart. Um, so that they have a little bit more of a critical role to them. And then the third hope is an ultimate hope. And this is kind of a life and death thing. This is something that rests in the deepest part of your soul where maybe you can, you know you wonder if all your mistakes are going to be redeemed or that god's going to forgive you or maybe the loss of somebody i mean these are ultimate things um, almost where you say i hope i see you again somebody that you know is really ill or something's going on where it's like gosh i don't even know if i'm going to see this person again so again there's casual hopes precious hopes and ultimate hopes and i think what happens is that we take lower level hopes and we move them into a higher category whether that's casual and the precious or precious and the ultimate hopes And those are where we can kind of get into trouble. Um, And so I think what the Lord is wanting us to do is, number one, obviously, that we just, our bedrock is our first hope, which is the renewal of all things. But then that he helps us to um, navigate which ones are really not so important that, hey, if there isn't a baseball season this year for the Indians, I'm okay with that, even though I am a diehard Indians fan. But you know what? It's not life and death. If I don't have it, not, not a big deal. So I think us moving those things around would be very helpful. Um, And then before I ask you guys to kind of share some things, um, I want to just go through a couple of things. And there's a whole host more that you guys can think of probably. But here are some, I'm going to go through some ways um, where we kind of forsake shepherding or tending to our hope. And then some ways where we can actually, Uh, tangible ways that we can shepherd and tend to our hope that's going to help keep us strong and encouraged and loving and compassionate and and, um, sympathetic and just those things where we basically have the fruits of the spirit uh, and and that they're in full access and full view and full disposal. Um, But so the first thing that I just kind of shared of how we can forsake shepherding and tending to our hope is that we actually lose our view and desire for our first hope, which is the renewal of all things. So again, if during this COVID thing, we've spent more time with earthbound hopes of, I hope this restaurant opens up, I hope we can get back to you know, um, going to the movie theaters we like to go to, or the museums. Not wrong things at all, but they shouldn't take precedent over our first hope of, you know what, I'm learning to detach and disconnect from things of this world And I'm really now connected more and yearning more to see my Lord come back. Like that's where we should park first. Um, Things that we choose to see is another way that we forsake shepherding our hope. Um, My wife and I could sit outside right now and I could say, I don't see anything. And she can say, oh, I see birds flying around. I see green grass. I see beautiful trees. So sometimes we can easily look at the negative things going on as opposed to the joys and the the moments and interactions where um, God is just present in that moment. So um, just think about that, things that you choose to see or or accept, if you will. Um, Another one, and this is a, a, a scripture reference, is that we don't bring our branch back to the vine every day. Um, guys, the branch has no life in it by itself. And you know this, if you've done any kind of yard work, as soon as you cut something off within days or weeks, those leaves whittle and die. So the only thing that gives us life as a branch, if you will, is when we're connected to the vine. So any day that you are, um, not connecting yourself in prayer, meditation, reading scripture, any of those things, and we're not connecting. And I pray that actually every day. For the most part, Lord, I bring this broken branch back to the vine. I need your life. I need your sustenance. I need your nourishment. Um, so, so that's a way that we can get off of not being um, tending to our hope. And then the last one is another scripture verse that you all have heard of, which is Proverbs thirteen twelve that says hope deferred makes the heart sick. Um, and and it, uh, a synonym to deferring is postponing, delaying or withholding. So uh, that Romans 15, 13 verse that I read, like we are meant to have hope um, and and trust and um, a whole host of other things. I'm kind of losing my thought here, but um, peace, joy, that's what they are. We're meant to have those constantly. So deferring our hope, saying, well, I'll be happy when this COVID thing is over. I'll be happy when I can go back to my restaurants. Um, well, to me, if that's a thought that I had on day one of this COVID thing, and I'm, here we are two months into it, I've gone two months without really having hope. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't want to do that. So I don't want to defer my hope at all. I want to I be hopeful now. Um, and I want to maintain that. And I want to encourage others to be hopeful. So a couple of ways that we can shepherd our hope, obviously just reversing, I think, a lot of what I just shared of how we don't tend to it is that we, we do keep our first and primary hope connected to the Lord's return, to the renewal of all things. That should be number one um, and prominent on our thinking nearly every day. Uh, we keep our three types of hope in their proper perspective and category. So if it's a casual hope, let it stay in that category. If it's a precious hope, let it stay in that category. If it's an ultimate hope, let it stay in that category. Uh, Another one is praying for eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to perceive. Um, There's so much that we uh, misinterpret uh, that goes on in life. Um, I do it sometimes more often than I can believe that I do. Uh, But when we pray and say, Father, give me eyes to see this situation. What's really going on here? Um, It's amazing how he will uh, lead us and guide us as the good shepherd. Um, A couple of things real quick. Um, Avoid soul draining activities and and just ask yourself, what drains your soul? Is it busyness? Is it technology? Um, Is it TV and maybe violence, you know, movies and that sort of thing? Like, what is it that drains you and try to avoid that? Um, But then also to choose things that fill your soul. Um, So as some of you know, Larry led off with that. uh, I've become a landscaper and I love it. And it's just such an amazing, even though I work, you know, a hard seven, eight, nine hour days, it's just so fulfilling for me. So what are those things that fill your soul? Is it listening to music? Is it playing music? Is it going for walks and being in nature? Is it serving others? Um, What is it that fills your soul? And choose to partake in those things. Um, Obviously, connect your branch back to the vine. And then also just reading, praying, and journaling. So those are just some ways that we can help shepherding, how we can shepherd our hope on a daily basis, because it does take intentional work. Because like a sheep, if we don't shepherd our hope, it will fall off a cliff, or it'll be attacked by the enemy who does prowl around like a roaring lion looking to devour us. And then we can find ourselves before we know it in hopelessness and despair, and then we're not producing the fruits of the spirit. So um, as usual, as my wife will laugh, I usually go a little longer than I do or intend to. But um, So I want to turn it over. I know we just got a few minutes, but I do want to turn it over of uh, one other way that we can shepherd our hope is to remember, again, this was tied into the weekend of Memorial Weekend of Thanksgiving and Remembrance. What is even just one thing that you can say, I can remember, here's what the Lord did, A, a, a huge, big situation. I couldn't get my way out of it, but here's what the Lord did. And let that, as you remember that all of a sudden bring you hope to say, wow, he did that for me. So whatever I'm going through now, I think I can rest because I know he's going to come through again. I'm going to be hopeful in the expectation that he's going to come through in what's going on now. So I'll leave it open to anybody that wants to share. What is something that was a major thing, if it was a year ago or 20 years ago, that you want to share that was, you know, here's, here's what, how God came through for me?
1: I'd like to share something. Um. Um in 2018, um before my daughter passed, I, I really had so much hope, you know. That's when I kind of held on to, the hope that she would make it through. But she didn't. And but God was still able to comfort me and and just just heal my pain. You know what I mean? So I just thank God for that, that I'm able to still be able to live and you know, and not wearier in any way shape or form because i know god does not make any mistakes yeah. and he is amen. just comforting me and guiding me through each and every day
0: amen love yeah. it that's a great example amen
2: amen that, that, you know and that's a very good example because i remember when the whole family was um, mm. praying and believing for you know uh nikki to get better and um she, she didn't. She passed. I, I even remember calling Tracy and saying, you know, God is going to take care of this. He's going to do this. And our hope was strong. But as I get older and I start remembering some things, there's something that has faith and hope are intertwined. Yes. And as you were saying, Greg, um, where do you, what category is your hope? because there's also a category of faith. The Bible says, "Faith is the substance
0: mm-hmm.
2: of things hoped for, the mm-hmm. evidence of things not seen." But you almost have to be a Bible scholar <laughs> to really understand that in its deepest depths because God's will be done. Mm-hmm. And and his will is 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 is, you know, he allowed not, I won't say it loud, Naniki passed on to him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that was difficult because, you know, I'm like, well, she got a lot more years to, to be here. But the father mm-hmm. saw differently.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, Amen.
2: And, and, and he did as he wanted to do. But I love what Tracy just got done saying. Even through all of that, he comforted, you know, and we weren't even thinking about the hope of comfort. You know right, what I mean? Right. We weren't thinking about the hope of of bringing us through this ordeal. Mm-hmm. We were thinking, and at least I was. I was thinking she's going to make this. Mm-hmm. She's going to live through this. But there are so many other categories that we may have missed, and or not missed, but but God has mm-hmm. took care of the whole family. I mean, He's He's blessed us all. He's yeah. He's He's keeping us well. Um. And 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 I, I just gotta share with one thing. One thing that my niece did, and, she, and, and this is just awesome to me, out of all of my family, she called me one day and, and, and she said, Uncle oh, Larry, if you need a kidney, I'll give you a kidney.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and that, I oh, mean, just bringing tears to my eyes now because that was just awesome. You know, I mean, here I am about to die and she was healthy and and But she was ready to offer me a kidney. And, and I'm like, well, Nikki, thank you. you. You know what I mean? But I, I knew God had other mm-hmm. plans for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. But I thought so often that, that she was willing to give a, a part of her so that it could live in me. Right. But to make a long story short, you know, uh, about a year after she passed, God gave me a kidney. Right. You know, maybe it was a little, little later than that. God gave me a kidney. and And I had hope in that. And I knew yeah, he would do it right. and and it's something about oh, it yeah, but when you have hope in him, it's like no sweat, it's like it's it's just no sweat it's that's the kind of hope mm. you're talking about it's that right. kind of hope Man, when you don't have you ain't troubled by it, people look at you, they don't even know what you're going through right because God got you, He gives you peace beyond understanding, right. and I mean once you have yeah, that that hope yeah. once you have that faith and that hope combined like that man it's like a, a mac truck don't nothing stop you so i just wanted to share that i want to thank you tracy for reminding us of, of that and um how, how awesome uh god is in in our situations where we are hoping for something and he and he makes it happen for us in his way
3: exactly yeah
2: his way because because I, I remember Dad how he was crying and oh my god i never heard my dad cry before i mean Oh, me. I'm just bringing tears in my eyes right now because I mean he was just shattered. Yeah. He was yeah. just shattered. Yeah. And I look at how God has comforted him and, mm-hmm. and brought him through and, mm-hmm. and and brought Tracy and Michelle and Chris mm-hmm. and, and the whole family oh. you
3: know, through. Mm-hmm. Awesome.
2: Thank you, great for sharing that. Man, that was a great that that was a great message. Anybody else want to share on hope? I have a hope.
3: Okay. I have a precious hope. Um Right now, during my work, um, it's a ter- it's a time of change, a little bit of turmoil, a little bit of stress, a little bit of anxiety with um, staff because we may have a we may have to close one of my health centers, and it's been on my heart. That's why I said it was a precious hope, and it makes me cry because I think about it because I've had this health center in our lives for many 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 years over fifty five years, so. You know, it's like, okay, so what am I going to do next? And, and I know my God, he takes care of his daughter. He loves me. And it's just like, and he told me at the very last second, when you think that nothing's going to happen, it's going to happen. And I, I believe him. And Again, like my husband was saying about belief and faith, it twines it, there twines it with hope. I have hope that he will not i will not be pushed to the curb there's no way he can do that to my daughter i'm his daughter so my hope my precious hope is we'll work this out in his time
2: Amen. 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 well brother greg why don't you go ahead and take us out okay
0: well father jesus holy spirit um Thank you for this weekend. Thank you that it's a time of remembrance. And not only can we remember other brothers and sisters, whether they're family, friends, and then those who served in the military to help give us our freedom. Uh, But we also thank you for the freedom, Jesus, that you purchased for us and that we do remember that constantly. Um, We receive your life. I mean, why you came is to bring life to us. And obviously we have an enemy that wants to steal and rob and kill and destroy that life. Um, But help us to shepherd our hope. Um, Help us to shepherd our relationship with you. Um, It doesn't just happen. There's a responsibility and a role on our part. And really it boils down to, I think, just desire. What is it that we really want? Do we just want to be on our own and do our own thing or do we really want you? And as I'm praying this, I'm thinking of the parable of the, uh, the 10 lepers where 10 got healed and only one came back. And basically the nine said, just fix this situation. And I'm going to go on my own. Thank you very much. May we be Mm -hmm. that one that came back to you and said, regardless of what I do or don't get, or what goes my way or doesn't go my way, I just want to choose you and I want to choose a relationship with you. So within that desire, Lord, may we shepherd our relationship with you well, that we will spurn other things um, in lieu of choosing you instead of that. So if we want to just waste waste time with TV to say, you know what, I'm not going to waste time with TV tonight. I'm going to get in the word or I'm going to pray or I'm going to journal. I, I need to work at this, just like I would have to work at my marriage. It just doesn't happen. I have to work at this marriage um, to be who I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to offer. So um, teach us and guide us and lead us how we can shepherd our hope, our faith, our love, just everything that is significant and ultimate and important. Um, And just safeguard us, Father. Give us eyes to see so we can see ways in which we are being robbed or in ways that the enemy is trying to take us out. Uh, But I just pray a blessing over my brothers and sisters on this call. I thank you for Larry and Kathy um, hosting this and doing this. It's been just such a joy for me to be a part of. Um, but I just pray a blessing over my uh, brothers and sisters on this call, Father. Um, may they desire to be um, more intimate and connected and in relationship with you. We love you so much, Lord. You've done so much for us. May we never uh, forget all the ways that you have come for us and the things that you have done. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen.
0: Well, God is good.
2: Amen.
0: You, all, you all have a
2: wonderful, wonderful day. And thank Me you for too. all putting in. Um, and I hope to see you sleep.
1: Larry.
2: Okay. Larry. Yes. Larry. Yes.
1: This morning, can, can I say? Sure. Can you hear me?
2: Yeah, go ahead. Say it.
1: I I, I just want, I, I just wanted to say, um, what Greg was, you know, you asked what people were going through. Can I tell mine or do we, are you want me to Go right, ahead. To go right ahead.
2: Go right ahead. Go ahead
1: okay i i guess okay- okay <clears throat> so my my thing right now is what's going on in the in, in the world, and to personalize that um there are, you know I love a lot of people <clears throat> but um this past week, I was very very concerned about there there actually there are four people um Uh, one of them flew up to Cleveland and I was very concerned about that. Oh my gosh, you need to go to Cleveland. And then the other three um, took a trip. Now I really love these four people. And so I found myself this week in this past week, I was just so concerned and, um, you know, are they touching stuff? Are they doing this and doing this? And what, my hope, what I had to come to realize, is it's not me. I need to just, if if I say that I, I believe in God, the Most High, and in Jesus, I need to let go and know that what will be will be, and God is going to take care of them on the whether they're here in Rome or in Atlanta or on the plane going to Cleveland or in Cleveland. And so I, I just really had a, I was just so concerned, but. I, I need prayer to realize that I'm not in control and uh, God is in the hope that God will. I know God loves us and that God will take care of us, yes. whatever the result is. So that's just what I wanted to say.
2: Well, mm-hmm. amen, Mama Mona. Amen. Um, for Father God, we, we just want to thank you again thank you, for everyone on this call. We thank you for Greg's message. But we want to thank you, dear Lord, for all of our family. As we always pray here in this house. <laughs> Father God, we know you're watching over them. You're protecting them. Mm-hmm. You're, you you already dispatch your angels before them. Sometimes, Father, we move radically. And even though we move radically, Father, in the wrong direction, you're still there watching over us because that's how much you love us. So we thank you, dear Lord, for those who have traveled this weekend. We thank you, Father God, that you're watching over them and protecting them. We thank you, Father God, you're going to bring them all home safely, dear mm-hmm. Father. And we know you're going to do this, yes, Father in your word, you claim that you loved us. You watch over us. You protect us. You are our guiding light. Mm-hmm. So even though we make foolish things and we do things that make others may think we've done incorrectly, we know you are the God of all of us, and we know everyone who traveled has a destiny and a purpose. I can contest to that. In Jesus' name, yes. amen. Amen. Amen.
3: amen. Amen.
2: Amen. Okay. Amen. Boy, these have been emotional, Greg. Man. I- <laughs> <laughs> it's been great well hey man we love you all and uh have a safe and worry free
3: thank you
2: memorial day yes you too we love we love you guys
1: thank you love y'all love y'all,
3: love y'all.
2: bye-bye love thank y'all you bye nikki love you
1: love you okay. bye. Boy, that was
2: good. <sighs> mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. Yeah, no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. This
3: is a babe.